apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of homeownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. Sanderson looking in, zone for a pass. He's looking for King, intercepted. He's going to go down the right side. Lawrence down to the 20, 30, down to the 40. He might go all the way. Third down and seven. Good jump off the line by Strahan, who gets the sack. Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet. Airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Four-man rush. Eli throwing into traffic on the sideline. They're going to rule the catch by Manning. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Drawing About the G-Men, the Giants football podcast. I'm Big J, run by Joe Guire, and Sean Scanlon should be coming in here soon hopefully but uh now we gotta talk start off with the giants free agency start kicked off last weekend or last week or uh, kicked off giants bringing in tyrod taylor before that though using sterling Shepard and blake martinez restructuring some contracts we talked a little bit about the cuts last week but uh try joe shane doing his best he can to free up as much cap space and i do really like the all the different offensive linemen they brought in John uh, Feliciano, him being able to play guard and center, I think is going to be big, especially with this Giants, uh, the way they've been moving around, and especially how they're going to have to find themselves as an offensive line. So it might take some movement. And then Gano and Glowinski, they're both veterans. So hopefully with this Giants O-line last year, I mean, it struggled because it was terrible, but it was also very young. I think these veterans can help boost that and bring that veteran leadership that Nate Solder didn't bring last year. So hopefully they can help out. But Joe, these these are the first couple moves Joe Shane is making as a GM as far as personnel goes. What do you think about them so far? Well, so I'm I'm a little perplexed because I first of all, and and if you look at the salaries that they'll be earning next season, uh Tyrod Taylor is getting paid like the starter for the New York Giants. So that means if Daniel Jones and company get off to an 0-3, 0-4, 1-5 start, Tyrod Taylor's in until he gets hurt, and then Jones gets forced back in late in the season. Messy situation. It, it played out all through the 90s. It's not a fun story. It won't be enjoyable to watch. You know, there's this report out that they're going to be moving James Bradbury before the season starts. And uh, you and I were like, oh, Sauce Gardner at seven. That might make some sense there. And I don't think that doesn't make the Giants a better team. Replacing one good cornerback with another good cornerback, unless you're thinking about it 
from a long-term strategy, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to subtract your best player on defense. I would cut five other guys before I, I would make James Bradbury's money work. I still think that's one of the best quarterbacks uh, for the Giants, at least. I think for the for the money, I think they're doing really well with that guy. So again, I I just I'd rather I would much rather them spend the picks on two offensive linemen at five and seven than have to again the idea of going out and replacing a guy. You want you want another receiver who's better than Kenny Galladay? What are you going to do with Kenny Galladay then? I've seen so many people on their on their fantasy drafts. Got the Giants grabbing a a, a wide receiver yeah. in the like third. Get out of here with that. That's ridiculous. This team but, needs an offensive line with some depth. Okay. Yeah. They're not doing 10 picks on the offensive line. So for those people, get a grip, you idiot. I mean, you already added three through free agency, like you always say, Joe. The mock right. drafts once the free agency comes in. So now you have that flexibility. You don't have to use the first two picks as an offensive lineman because you got these guys that can come in and play. But I will say back on the, the Tyrod Taylor and James Bradbury thing, I get where you're coming from, but I think that's why the, – I, I think the mentality you have is why the Giants have been struggling so so much. that they, they aren't going back to the rebuild. They aren't, they, they aren't going back and doing a full rebuild. I think that's why I like what Shane's been doing so much. The Tyrod Taylor thing, okay, you're not sold on Daniel Jones. If Ty- Tyrod Taylor's coming in here expecting to be a starter, he can come in and, and fight Daniel Jones for that. Daniel Jones hasn't had a situation like that. Tyrod Taylor is a veteran in this league, and he'll probably get injured, and Daniel Jones will probably just get handed the job anyway, like you mentioned, Joe. So I, I think having that competition will be good for Daniel Jones and to see what he's really made of and, and to see if you can build something if you're Joe Shane and Brian Dable. And then on James Bradbury, you got this older guy who's lost production, I think getting him away, especially looking at how uh, like shallow the, the the pool is for free agents at cornerback right now, a team that that is, I, I think a team that's really desperate to up their secondary might get give away a bunch of picks, especially as we get closer to the draft, just for a guy like James Bradbury who has been serviceable. And I mean, I, I'm not t- talking like first and that stuff, like but second and third. Picks give Joe Shane more opportunities to build guys and and build that foundation to make the Giants an actual dynasty and not just keep trying to fix and tear apart and replace and everything with like the duct tape stuff like the Dave Gettleman stuff isn't going to work anymore. So I think just blow up as much as you can and it's starting. And I mean, Bradbury and Shep, they, they, they were guys that were on the outs and they were able to restructure and, and, find themselves in this spot. Sadly, Bradbury had his restructure last year, didn't have a lot of wiggle room. But, I, I mean, it, it is what it is. There's going to be casualties in a rebuild. So, Sean, what what do you think of Shane's moves thus far, this free agency? Uh, I'm a fan of it so far. I knew that the Giants weren't going to go out and, you know, make these huge splash signings. But uh, Tyrod Taylor is a proven veteran. Uh, he's a great backup in this league, and he's going to give some comp- – competition to daniel jones so uh it's not a guarantee for the first time in his career that daniel jones would go out and be the starter so i'm a fan of that and also i mean we saw what happened last year when daniel jones got hurt uh joe's favorite quarterback mike glennon had to be thrown in there and obviously that didn't work out uh at all so daniel jones has proven that he can't stay healthy throughout the entire course of a season he's gotten hurt in all three of his first seasons so you need a proven uh veteran quarterback to be your backup so I'm a fan of the Tyrod Taylor move. And then um, I like the Mark Lewinsky signing too, uh, the guard from the Colts. Uh, he's been a starter for the Colts who are one of the better off, have one of the better offensive lines in the league. Uh, so I think he's an instant upgrade from, you know, Will Hernandez and Shane Lemieux and guys like that. So uh, nothing like too splashy. Uh, that's what I expected from Joe Shane though. I knew he wasn't going to go out and throw a bunch of money at um, these free agents like Dave Gettleman did. Uh, I think he's doing it the right way, and I think it's been smart so far because, uh, like you said, Jace, he knows that you can't just put a Band-Aid over this. You have to really uh, start from scratch, and and it's got to start somewhere. So I, I think he's done a good job so far. Um, but maybe you bring in some depth uh, at edge rusher. Maybe you bring in a couple, uh, little more depth pieces 
in the O-line. But uh, as as of right now, I'm a fan of what he's doing. And I, I think that he knows that you have to build through the draft to be a successful team. Um, you could supplement through free agency, bring a, a couple guys that are missing pieces. But I think he understands that you have to build through the draft. And um, I, I think that's what he's going to do um, this coming April. Interesting. Well, I mean, talking about building through the draft, Joe and I were just talking before this, James Bradbury possibly getting traded. He's a, uh, a spot open for the Giants to draft a guy like uh, Sauce Gardner from Cincy. Sean, what do you think about the idea of James Bradbury getting traded? Um, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I'm on board with it because James Bradbury is in the final year of his contract. Um, Like you said, there's some teams desperate out there. And after – the Chargers went out and signed J.C. Jackson. Uh, you know, there's not a lot of great corners still on the market. So for a team that is desperate and needs them in the secondary, especially for a team that's in win-now mode, but uh, just maybe a, a solid corner away, I think it makes sense for them. Um, so I, I'd be on board with it. It also saves us some money. And uh, we do have a Dory Jackson still. Like you said, we have two uh, top seven picks. So there's guys like Sauce Gardner or Derek Stanley uh, that we can go out and get. So – uh, I think it makes sense. I, I know that James Bradbury kind of fell off last year after a good first year. So um, I'd be a fan of it. But I just don't see how getting rid of a guy who I think is very serviceable and I think on a better defense would play better. I don't, I mean, again, unless you're, and this is fine if this is what we're doing, but is this a long term move, a long term rebuild? Because then swapping out, you know, what is Bradbury twenty nine, you know, for a for a twenty two year old cornerback, looking at the future. If you're thinking about trying to be competitive this coming season, I don't see how improving the Giants today would be trading Bradbury and drafting Stingley or Gardner. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's for the future. Great, yeah, it's a great young quarterback. Uh, Adore Jackson's, I think, 26. So that that makes a whole ton of sense. But then, why keep Blake Martinez around? Why keep Leonard Williams around? Well, Leonard Williams, if we cut him, that's we would eat a lot of dead money. I don't, I don't think we could really get rid of that contract unless he was traded. But then that leaves us. Uh, and the duster spot, I de-tackle. And for Blake Martinez, I think it's we don't have a lot of depth there. Obviously, we have young guys like uh, Tate Crowder, um, Cam Brown. They're all Carter terrible. Coughlin. Yeah, they're all terrible. But exactly, yeah. So if you if you get rid of Blake Martinez, then you just have another uh, hole to fill. So he and he's also in the last year of his contract. So I think uh, you ride it out with him this year. Uh, if he has a prove it year after coming off an injury, then maybe you give him another contract. But I, I think Bradbury makes sense because there are good prospects uh, at corner. Uh, Bradbury's getting up there in age. He he had kind of a down year last year after a good first year with the Giants, and it gets rid of rid of some money. So if you're able to go out in another corner, uh, a younger, cheaper corner, who if you get him in the first round, you're going to have him for five years uh, compared to the one year you, get, you have left with uh, Bradbury's contract, um, I, I think that would make sense. What is a team in a corner in the first round, which I don't, I don't know if they will. I, I think sauce Gardner would make sense, but there's still obviously a lot of other needs like Ed rusher and O line that we have to go over. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where Shane, uh, Shane goes in the draft, but uh, I, I wouldn't hate the corner pick though. Right. And, but so for anybody who's done their stupid mock draft, right? <laughs> like the whole thing has to be redone because cam Robinson re-signed with the Jaguars. So they're not taking an offensive lineman. They might trade that pick or they're taking one of the edge rushers. So all your stupid mock drafts were cross. I seen cross. Get that. He's a five guy. Get out of here with that nonsense. Number one overall. It's going to be a big edge rusher. That's what it's going to be because that's where it's at because it's the NFL. And there's no quarterbacks this year. That's why he's. it's either. Listen, it's the number one pick. If you're, it's either a quarterback or a a monster defensive end. What about Eric Fisher? Uh, again, dude, the it, last it, number one overall pick to win the Super Bowl. Let me tell you the name Tony Mandrich. He was the worst pick of that draft, number two overall. 
And there was a lot of talk about him being number one overall. He used steroids. He got to the NFL. The speed overwhelmed him. That that draft was loaded with Hall of Famers. And the, the, the Packers were the only ones that whiffed. You don't want to be that yeah. offensive lineman, dude. I, that's you. You they better tell you like this is a gold jacket guy if you're going number one overall. Because if that guy doesn't pan out in two years, doing it all over again or spending a ton of money to fix that, that that is a. I mean, you messing up quarterback, left tackle, or not having a good defensive end really. In, in today's NFL is a problem. Th- those are three positions that will absolutely destroy you. You can have a bad secondary with a great pass rusher. The Cowboys. Well, I mean, Trayvon. You know what I mean? You aren't going to win without a great quarterback. That's been proven of late that that's just how it's going to be. You're going to have to be one of those top ten guys. You're going to need a really great left tackle if you're going to have any kind of success in a league where it's all about passing and it's all about blitzing. So there you go. Yeah, and the Giants have failed at all three of those pretty much over the past like five years or so with Eric Flowers first, uh, Daniel Jones. I think he still could be good, but he's still unproven. And then edge rusher. I mean, we just have not addressed that whatsoever in uh, in the draft, so. I mean, those are definitely the three prime uh, value positions that the Giants just haven't really been able to nail. Except uh, Andrew Thomas is coming along, but he's also just in his third year. Yeah. I mean, but the other two would be nice to get. Well, again, you expect your first round picks to be day one starters. Yeah. Right. I mean, especially especially in in the top fifteen, like those guys are. You got to be a contributor right this minute. You know, in San Francisco, people are already a uh, a little tired of uh, try, uh what's his face. Trey what is that quarterback's name? Trey Lance. Yeah. Oh, I don't know where I was going to go with that. Yeah, Trey Lance. People are already sour on him, and it's like, well, come on, guys. You knew, you knew that guy wasn't ready. Like that was. I think you know, you know, six games at Wyoming or whatever it was. I think we all knew the NFL definitely wasn't going to be uh, where he was going to jump in. But otherwise, you know, and again, you're Kyle Shanahan. He knew what he was getting into, and he saw this as more of a, you know, uh, 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 I think it's going to be longer than a two-year project. I think Garoppolo is going to be there all season. Again, is my take, but we'll, we'll talk about that at another time. Um, but listen, I, I like Joe Shane. I'm just saying, are you rebuilding or are you trying to be competitive? Cause Tyrod Taylor, that tells me I want to be competitive restructuring. Keaton Blake Martinez says we want to be competitive trading James Bradbury. And, and again, drafting a great guy, like, like sauce Gardner. That's for the future. That's where we're not going to be competitive this year. I just think you need to marry one idea or the other because, again, I, you know, the Phil Sims into the Kent Graham era was messy. It was messy, and there was starting, and there was he got hurt, and then like you don't want that. It's a messy look. It's a really messy look. This team needs to keep the weapons that they have. Trading Saquon Barkley is stupid. I'd rather he walk away for zero. You you spent the cap. Do it now. Run it. Run this guy into the ground. He's either going to be the generational talent we keep hearing about, or we're going to have exhausted every cent, Sean. Every cent that guy's worth. Run him into the ground. You can't keep baby in the guy. He's either got it or he doesn't. Because you're running out of time. Trading him for I'm hearing a fifth round pick at best. Get no, sorry, eat all that money, ride this kid, and let's do it. I agree. I mean, yeah, if it's like that, third is when I'd start taking, start thinking a little bit. But yeah, fifth, I mean, maybe. But I mean, back, but before we wrap up the soccer topic uh, here and move on to Deshaun Watson, I want to ask you guys back on James Bradbury, if they do find a trade partner, who do you expect it to be? Joe. 
the Saints. The Saints? Yeah. I mean, that's a team that's only going to win by defense, and that's a team they're they're always very active when it comes to guys that are available. Um, I know they got one really good corner over there. I don't think they have two, so I think I think Bradbury would be an upgrade on a veteran defense. I think James Bradbury makes a lot more sense. Yeah, he's a good he's a good second corner on a. A team like the Rams, dude. Imagine him on the opposite side of Jalen Ramsey. You'd be doing all right. Yeah, Darius Williams just left too today, so the Rams probably need another corner. So maybe the Rams are a potential target. You know, I mean, we know they don't have any ones, but <laughs> that's for you know? sure. So maybe they'll blow a two on somebody. They're they're in. Let's go for it mode. Why not? You know. Yeah. We'll take your ones in twenty twenty six and beyond for Saquon too. <laughs> Yeah. What do you All say? Right. Sean, who's training for Bradbury? Uh, I think the Raiders would make sense too. Um, just because, I mean, Patrick Graham, uh, he obviously knows James Bradbury very well. And also the Raiders' secondary um, is probably a weak spot of that uh, defense, especially just after getting Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. Uh, they have the pass rush there, but definitely um, adding some, some help in the secondary would definitely go far away. Um, I know that they have some young player like Nate Hobbs is a good corner. Um, Casey Hayward, I think, is still under contract. So they have some decent players. But if you add James Bradbury into that mix, I think the Raiders um, could definitely be a great defense. And especially in a division with Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes facing them all twice a year, uh, you definitely want as many good players in the secondary as you can get. So I don't know much how, how much draft capital um, the Raiders have. And I don't know what their cap situation is like, but. I'm pretty sure that they could take on James Bradbury's contract. So I think that would make sense. And the re- reunited uh, with Patrick Graham, uh, I think that Patrick Graham would definitely like that. Yeah, there's a lot of cutesy, a lot of former New England guys going to the Raiders. They like that cutesy stuff. So I could see that, that going on. Reunite Patrick Graham with uh, James Bradbury. Seeing as how all the New England you really guys seen this, You really game. seem to steer me towards the Saints, too, Sean. Knowing you were going to go Raiders and do the Patrick Graham thing, that was really well played on your part, by the way. It's very sneaky. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to say, though, I'm going to say the Chiefs. It seems like Tyron Matthews out of there. Uh, I think you bring in a guy. I, I think you, you know their offensive set, and you know the, the only problem they're going to have is can we, can we stop them to score more than them? And so just bringing guys to help that secondary, especially with Tyron Matthews, Looking like he's not coming back, so uh, I think that could happen. But I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of opportunities and a lot of teams that could benefit a lot from a corner, from having a good corner. And with free agency, with the free agent cornerbacks dwindling, I think, I think I'm, I'm excited. If Joe Shane can get something good out of this, I'm excited to see what happens. I'm excited for the Joe Shane. I've been excited. He's been doing all right. But uh, I. I mentioned it before. We're going to talk about Deshaun Watson. More trades, more trades, predicting where people are going to get traded. Uh, But before that, let's hear a word from one of our sponsors. Do you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement, but don't even know if it's enough to live off of? How much is enough? How often are you thinking about it? The team at JPEX Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. We specialize in creating strategies in the planning and managing of your financial, educational, and investment needs. We help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal, tailored plan. Lasting, meaningful, and open relationships are the foundation of our practice. You've worked hard for your money and should feel confident in your investment choices as you make decisions for your financial future. Your goals are our goals. We are dedicated to your needs and hopes for your future. Visit our website and give us a call at 860-430-5397. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. JPEX Financial Group, LLC is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. JPEX Financial Group is located at 78 Eastern Boulevard, Glastonbury, Connecticut. All right. It sucks that Zay's not here because as soon as he <laughs> talks about it all, all, all the time, 
And now it's actually a possibility. Deshaun Watson will not face criminal charges. He's most likely going to get traded from the Texans. Find a new home somewhere, maybe. Who knows? Joe, what do you think of this situation, and what do you think will happen with Deshaun Watson? Okay. Well, I, because I know Zay would be, uh, you know, I'm not even going to say it. I know yeah, you're he, lucky Zay's I, not here. Well, let's be clear about a couple of things, okay? Uh, he pled the fifth on everything. <laughs> this guy's not talking. They're going to work out a civil suit so he can avoid criminal charges is all that's happening. He's buying their silence and he should really be appreciative of that. And for anybody who's like, he should sue them. There's a reason he's not suing them. Okay. There's a th- th- this thing in a lawsuit called discovery. And that's where all the evidence gets laid out. And that's where a judge decides whether you have an actual lawsuit or whether it gets tossed. He doesn't want that. Okay. So that's the end of that. He's going to pay these chicks a lot of money and he's going to go play for the saints. The saints. Yeah. I don't know. Why, why do you like the saints so much? Aren't they basically? I think that's a, I think that's a team. I think that's a team. That's a quarterback and a quarterback short of a super bowl. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Those are just, uh, I said the Saints before. Again, they're just an active team, and that's just the kind of move that they would make. That just strikes me as like a very Saints thing to do. You know, score your best cornerback for like a fourth-round pick. Yeah, great. And then that guy's in the Super Bowl next year. That's how it feels. And I'm not, I mean, the Saints thing, I mean, he's met with the Saints, and I think of the teams, Carolina was a team he met with. Uh, Sean, who's the other team he met with? Uh, the Falcons and the Browns and the Saints. Yeah, I mean, where would you rather go, New Orleans or Cleveland? Give me a break, dude. You'd rather go to Atlanta. I don't know. I'm not. Listen, there's some great talent in Cleveland. Don't get me wrong. I meant, do you really want to go live in and represent Cleveland? Yeah. If if I was choosing uh, where I wanted to live, I would definitely uh, go down to NOLA. But uh, in terms of football situation, I don't, I don't know. I think the Browns would uh, be a nice fit for him. Obviously, they just got Amari Cooper. Uh, they have probably the best run game in the NFL. They have a great O line, and they have a defense that's ready, are ready to win now. So, I think the Browns would be my pick. Um, if I'm Deshaun Watson, I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, I, they released Jarvis Landry, so I think they would probably have to go and get maybe another solid receiver too. They lost Rashard Higgins too, um, but Donovan People Jones is all right. So. I, if I were Deshaun Watson, I would be looking at the Browns. Too. It would either be the Browns or the Saints. Definitely not the Falcons or Panthers. I think that both those teams are uh, farther away from winning right now. But Deshaun Watson is still, I think, a top, easily a top 10 quarterback in the league, maybe even top five. He hasn't played in a couple of years, so he has to show uh, what he's still got. But I, I think that he's still probably an elite quarterback. So I would choose the Browns, but it would definitely be between the Browns and the Saints. I would like to see him go to Carolina because I think a black quarterback with a white running back would blow a lot of people's minds. And, and maybe people in this country could kind of come to grips with like, Oh, like don't just stereotype everybody. So like most, so like before Sam Darnold got to, got to there, it's been like that in Carolina for a while. No joke. Oh, oh yeah, Cam. Cam. <laughs> I get it. And then Teddy Bridgewater and Chris, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, Sam Darnold. And then PJ Walker. So it's been like that. Oh. So, I mean, yeah. like a good one, though. Like an actual like, good one. Uh, yeah. I, I, like, I like your thinking, though, Joe. The, I just the, think the, that you, would be you funny. Bring that unity together. Yeah. yeah. You know, like America. Check this team out. And it's in the South. How awesome is that? You know? Uh, no, I. I I think with I think I, I like him going to the Falcons because I mean I, I know it's not I don't expect it to be the same Deshaun Watson as it was before, but him going in and I think he, what he did with D Hop and look at the decline D Hop's had at, at he isn't the same D Hop as he was he's he's still great but he is not the same without Deshaun Watson uh, I'm gonna say that right now. It, I, I will say injuries is probably the biggest reason for that, but I, I will say 
D-Hop's great, but you saw what Deshaun Watson can do with that. I think him and Kyle Pitts would be a deadly connection, and I think they could possibly get into, like, the wild card of the NFC, especially with all, all a lot of talent going towards the AFC. Uh, I think they can compete, especially in that division where it's the Bucks right now and then everyone else. I mean, we thought the Saints were there. Uh, the Falcons, they, they were close, closer than a lot of people thought they would be last year to getting into the playoffs. So I think bringing him in, give him a little something, maybe build some stuff. But I, I honestly, I do think the more, most realistic one is the Browns as far as like winning goes. And also you got Baker Mayfield being from uh, the, the Texas area. I think him coming into Houston. You, you know how much the Texans guys were praying that they would get, get Johnny Manziel when, when that happened. They were putting up like billboards and that stuff. I think they like that, that idea of a hometown guy. Uh, in Houston, especially since they have nothing going on in Houston as is. So might as well have someone from the area sell you tickets. Hey, come see this guy who grew up just down the street play. Come watch this 3-14 team. <laughs> yeah, because that's how they have to sell tickets now in Houston. But uh, what do we expect from Deshaun Watson come next season? If he does it where he gets – if he does get dealt or whatever, even if he is – just stay on the Texans. Do you expect so a decline at all, or do you expect him to come back and be the same? The Sean Watson, Sean. I think he's going to be the same. Um, I mean, I'm sure he's been working out through this whole process. I know that he's been staying ready. So, and when he left, I mean, he was arguably a top five quarterback in the league, definitely top ten. Um, I mean, he's super dynamic, super athletic. Uh, he's got a, a great arm. Um, one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. So, I mean, maybe. He, he has a couple of rocky games to start, but I expect him to come back and be exactly where he was when he left um, as one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. So, And it, it's going to be a better situation than they had with the Texans uh, that last season where his O-line was terrible. Uh, they traded away DeAndre Hopkins. He really only had Brandon Cooks to throw to. So it's going to be in a better situation regardless of where he ends up, and I, I think he's going to just come back and uh, start, or, uh, start right where he left off. So I, I think he'll be fine. Are you expecting to come back and be fine? No, uh, I don't. And I'll tell you, well, listen, uh, I I like the show. I've always liked the Sean Watson. And, you know, we talk about character issues and this guy's got some. And what he's been through, I know he's been working out and that's awesome. But mentally, what's been going on in his world, I imagine it, it, this has been a... I'm not trying to feel bad for him because he caused it himself, but this has been a very trying experience emotionally. Uh, you know, you want to think that the fans will will welcome him back with open arms. Again, what happens if wherever he ends up, they start out 0-3? You know, how, how quick do the fans turn on you? What if he does go somewhere and he underperforms and now you're the team that, Wasted all that collateral to get a guy who a lot of people were like, I don't know the talents there, but is it worth it? He's a young guy. I mean, right. You're, you're looking to lock this guy in for your future. You're thinking, you know, five, 10, 10 years from now, this guy's still doing his thing and, and you're winning a lot of football games. It's a big investment to make. And a guy that again, it's not like he just did one thing wrong, like 22 times. Yeah, but you know, and it, and 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 listen, like I said, he could easily counter sue these people if the charges that they brought against him were false. Just the thing is, is he would have to prove that they're false. And so I can only assume. I mean, any lawyer that could do that, that have evidence to prove that, would do it, and they would exonerate him and clear his name. It'd be easy to do. And they haven't done that. So, I, I I mean, I, I do expect Deshaun. I, I honestly think Deshaun Watson. He's got the talent to, Jace. I mean, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I'm just saying this dude's been through a lot, and, and I'm suddenly for the first time, I'm now that reality's struck and he's coming back, I think I'm rooting against him, and I hate to say that. Oh, okay. I, 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 I will say I think if he comes back with the Texans, I, I expect him to decline. If he does get traded like everyone expects him to, I think he will get back to normal Deshaun Watson. Because, I mean, before all this bull crap, 
he was having so many problems. I mean, think about DeAndre Hopkins leaving, the whole Bill O'Brien. He was having all these issues and talking about getting out forever. That so he needs to leave Houston, and I think Yo, that's. But the here's the one. thing: listen, they want three first round picks for this guy. It's obvious that no one's offered that. No one's offered that. That's not on the table. So now these guys have to be like, he's not coming back to Texas. It's not happening. That That's a non-starter. I mean, he's actively meeting with, that isn't what normally happens in this situation. When you're doing that, you're like, you're not on the team anymore is basically what that means. Yeah, you're right. So now the Texans will have to settle for whatever, two number ones. It's not going to be three because if it was three, they would have already moved them to that team that jumped and, and did three. Maybe nobody's even offering two. Maybe it's a one and a bunch of twos and a and a a young quarterback or a, or a, whatever. I don't know, but if the if the deal was there, they would have struck it already. Yeah. I, well, I mean, no, because you had this stuff pending, and, and I, I I I do get that as well. But also, I can. Who's not to say that Houston just to like save themselves a little bit, and if they aren't going to get the three number one overall picks, they just do what they did all all season this last season with Deshaun Watson. Just have him dress up, walk out there. Parade. The longer this guy doesn't play, the more his value plummets. Yeah, it's easy to him coming off the season he had to be like, this guy's one of the best in the league, three number ones, but. Before all this stuff even happened, I didn't I didn't see anybody jumping to throw three ones at them for him. And then this happened. I definitely don't think there's three ones. Or maybe those three teams have all offered three ones. And so maybe this deal's going to be even better than what they're looking for. And they're going to blow us all away. It To, that's, to me, that's it's either going to be you're blown away by what they were able to get. Or it's going to be vastly undervalued from what they thought it was going to be where maybe it's literally one pick not one one this year and a one next year and some twos or something like that because again if the deal was there dude you would have been nuts not to jump at it already yeah yeah i you you are right there i i do agree with that they they should have taken it already if they had that opportunity and have him waste that time with another team but so i guess you are right if if russell wilson can't get they didn't get three first round picks for him right no so yeah if that can't happen then well i don't understand why deshaun watson worth that it's not going to be three first round picks it's going to be something what listen when you're in a negotiation you need leverage yeah and what's the leverage well we'll just keep them then okay so to pry me away, it's got to be this. No one's taking that. So I'm telling you right off the bat, it's not three one. If it's three ones, it's not three ones in the same. In the you know, it's it's going to be. It's not going to be three ones in the same round. You understand what I'm saying? It's not going to oh, yeah. be like the Eagles. Here's three picks for this guy. It's going to be spread out over some years. Yeah, I I think that. They do have offers on the table, though, because the Texans said that the, the only reason they're allowing Deshaun Watson to meet with these teams is because they have an offer that, you know, they would agree upon. So I think all the offers are on the table. I think that they're good offers, and I think that's why the Texans are allowing Deshaun Watson to speak with these teams because <clears> – excuse me. But um, because I, I think that especially with four teams trying to get Deshaun Watson away from the Texans, I think the value is just going to keep going up until they get an offer that they can't refuse, and then they finally send them away. But I think all these teams have good offers on the table. But the they... alternative is, if if you don't, the alternative is they're going to bring him back and not play him again. Where's the leverage if you're the Texans? Because he's not going to play. Like his, He's never going to play in a Texans uniform again. That's That's done. Well, their so their leverage, to, they have to move him. Yeah, their leverage comes from there's three other teams that are trying to prime away so that Deshaun Watson could be these other teams' franchise quarterbacks. I think right, it's all but I, I again, I just the value to me if it wasn't there before this, it's not there now. 
I, I mean, I, definitely after this situation, I think the value has definitely dropped a little bit. But there's still obviously there's four teams willing to give up a lot to get Deshaun Watson right now. They've been actively. I don't blame with them. them. I just so, don't. Again, if one of those teams blew them away with three ones, the, the deal would have already happened. You wouldn't even have had to bring him into this. They don't owe don't, him anything. I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't know about three ones, but I, I think there's definitely some some hefty offers out there that they're just trying to build upon. Um, they're trying to get as much as they can. And, and but they said keep... they wanted three ones for this guy. That was their stated goal from the onset. If you want him, it was three ones. Nobody got him. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta anchor high. So you gotta you gotta try and get those three ones, and then if you can't. Um, I mean, you get two ones for him and try and tell him that all these other teams are giving out uh, all these first-round picks to try and get him. He was available from the trading deadline of 2020 all the way to now. Any point, any team that threw those three ones they wanted out there would have Deshaun Watson on their team. Well, there was this, also this whole legal issue that they had to try and get over, which also takes like sure, a year. Sure, I understand that, that but there period. was still there was still a lot of time between that and this thing coming up. Also, not, with not the legal much. stuff, the, the not, front not a lot, Sean. Front not a lot, but again, if somebody saw him being worth three, they already would have jumped on it, and that deal would have already happened. So, I, again, after this, I can't imagine now a team is like, you know what? I definitely want to blow three picks on this guy and more. Maybe some team really believes in him that much now. Hey, it's all behind him. I mean, maybe some people want to accept that. It's that story's not going away. I mean, no, look he, at Michael. Look at Michael Vick. Yeah. That, that, that those dogs were chasing him the rest of his career. Yeah. They you like that, Sean. That was funny. Yeah. But uh, I, I will say, as uh, you, you talk about a move not getting made, I, I think you, you look at all these situations, like, I mean, it bring up like a Ray Rice situation. Everyone talked when stuff like that happened. Oh, they can move him. They're, they're going to move him. They'll figure something out. No, the, the front office steps in in times like this, and they have some sort of a say or anything. It's just not public. So I think that might be another issue why he wasn't getting moved. I, I I do think as far as the three picks go that that was just something to put out there to to see what they did like a feeler. So I I don't know he's gonna get moved. It, it's gonna get done. It, it, I I don't know for how much or I don't know. I mean, yeah, him sitting up back last year. I, I would expect three picks from like you said, Joe. Trade deadline twenty twenty two or twenty twenty to. But now, yeah, it's definitely. Two maybe, and a couple pieces. Yeah. I think it's going to be at least at least two first round picks. Plus Probably not three. Guy, this is a guy that you're going to trade for, and he's, he he might miss what the first nine games for four games. You might get suspended by the league. And I I want to end this with this: Is that a just suspension? I mean, Deshaun Watson he didn't play all last year. Should he be suspended for more games? Oh, uh, I don't know. Time served. Yeah. Although, I, you know, I mean, listen, I think technically, look, he's, you know, contractually obligated to play for that team last year. And I don't know if it was his decision not to play, if it was the team's decision for him not to play, but I do think that matters. Because if the team just basically uh, kept him on the roster and just chose not to dress him and play him, then... I think that's sort of his bad. That's just like you were the backup quarterback last year. And I don't think that has anything. You were on the active roster. So I don't, I think you not playing is that's like anybody that didn't play all the snaps on offense or defense, it's like tough, tough tamales. You know, the punter came on the field three times. Yeah. So no, I, then I I I would think a, a suspension for character would definitely be in order. All right, Sean, what do you think about that? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's suspended. Honestly, um, I mean Roger Goodell is known to do this even after guys have been, uh, you know, not criminally charged with it. I, I think that he's gone out and and given them suspensions. So I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think it will be a super long suspension. 
um, probably like a four game suspension, something like that. But like um, when word of the hundred fifty million dollar settlement or whatever it is comes out, is that when? Is that right. when they'll suspend them? Yeah, probably. right. When the NFL like, ooh, that got out. Ninety yeah. million dollars. Once it leaks out, Roger Goodell knew, knows that uh, it's going to be a bad look for the NFL, so he'll probably go out and uh, do a little suspension, as Roger Goodell does. Mm-hmm. So, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I, I think he probably will have a, a short game suspension. I don't think it will be like half the season, though. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we'll see. Only time will tell. And I mean, the, all eyes are on Deshaun Watson now, right? I mean, the whole Aaron Rodgers saga. That ended with him resigning. Russell Wilson got dealt. Tom Brady ended his retirement. Now all eyes are on Deshaun Watson to be that quarterback on the move. So we'll see what happens. It's interesting. Cause, uh, I, I'm excited to see what the, what Deshaun Watson looks like week one. That's what I'm really excited. And see what team he's on. Cause, I mean, he's a great player. Well, also, for the idiots, that's also going to impact your uh... – your little fantasy uh, mock draft to see where this guy goes. That's going to change the whole landscape again, and it's going to affect all those mock drafts. Yeah, not that many though. How many people? Yeah, dude, it's not. It's not necessarily the quarterback. It's going to be right. We're talking about if he goes to Cleveland, they have to go get a wide receiver now. So that does change the dynamic of things all across the NFL. That could lead to other moves and other trades. So, yeah, dude, uh, a quarterback moving teams has like a cataclysmic effect on the NFL. And and normally when things happen, dominoes, it's dominoes in the NFL. Teams are going to react and, and counteract to everything that happens. And everybody's, again, you'll see all the stupid mock drafts a week from now. We're all going to be different. They're already yeah. different than they were last week. I mean, yeah. They're, Everybody they're, they're, had the tackles at the top, and now they're back where they're supposed to be, and the DNs are up at the top. Come on. You break. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I've seen this Califacus kid in, like, the top ten now all of a sudden. Oh, the dude from Purdue, yeah. Yeah. You know, there, there's still a lot going on, people, with the mock drafts. Give it a rest. <laughs> Yeah, you programs know, are still going on. Spend more time on your fantasy teams. That's where the attention really needs to happen. A mock draft that no one's going to like, no one's going to agree with. That's going to change in a week, depending on the moves that are all coming up. Got better things to do. I'm going to send you a mock draft every day up until the draft. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make a deal with you. I'll shave my head if any of your picks are right. Any. Any pick. If you get any of them right, I'll shave my head. Oh, that's I easy. bet you'll go 0 for 32. I'll get one or two. <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm not really going to do that. No, of course not. I would come up with a reasonable bet, though. How many do you think you could get? I could probably get like five. I think five. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Ten, maybe. I say to myself. You could do ten. No. No. <laughs> uh, get like a month out of the draft, maybe. Once stuff starts getting figured out, I'll make a deal with you guys. If you guys collectively can come up with twenty of the thirty-two draft picks nailed, you got to do it. Like soon, this you can't do it like when Mel Kuyper's like, All right, here's what it is, and that's the real order. You got to do this now, not today, now, but like before the next show. You guys show me who you got, you get more than 20 to 32 right. Go on, all right, all right, let's go, Sean. Put your Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay caps on, and let's have at it, okay. Let's go. Sure, I guess. We got this, Sean. Easy yeah. clap. Easy clap. Come but, uh, <laughs> all right. That's going to do it for John about the G-Men today. Uh, big shout-out to Joe and Sean for joining me today. And uh, big shout-out to Clovercrest Media. Make sure you check out clovercrestmedia.com for more podcasts. 
like posting up podcasts where if you stay tuned to Clovercrest Media on YouTube or Facebook or Twitch, we'll be going live with that very, very shortly right after this. So stay tuned there. Posting up. Oh. Oh, I don't even joke. know what that means. Nobody kicked me to the curb. <laughs> what is that? What are you even talking about? That's definitely Zay. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Giving Joe crap for not making it last week when Zay's not even here. I, I wish Zay was here tonight. I really do. Yeah, especially since we're talking about the Sean Watson. Bummer. But, uh, yeah, and, and also. The, and by the way, that's the last we're ever going to talk of the Deshaun Watson situation. <laughs> Zay's gonna have like a 15 minute like soliloquy next show but, but uh all right uh and also big shout out to jpex financial and chris sawyer and andy mac mortgage for sponsoring today's episode make sure you go check them out and that's gonna do it for today's show make sure you tune in next week for more john about the gmail where we'll talk about more nfl free agency stuff a little bit more draft preview, and of course, the New York football giants. So stay tuned. Make sure we'll see you next week for more. John about the G-Men. Peace out, everyone. Sanderson looking in, zone for a pass. He's looking for King, intercepted. He's going to go down the right side. Lawrence down to the 20, 30, down to the 40. He might go all the way. Third down and seven. Good jump off the line by Strahan, who gets the sack. Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet, airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Four-man rush. Eli throwing into traffic on the sideline. They're going to ruin a catch by Manning. My name is Joe Aguirre. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Week, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.